A dense mist clings to the trees, giving the ancient forest an otherworldly vibe. Heavy silence fills the air, only broken by distant animals. You enter a clearing, the moonlight shining softly on the calm lake. A giant form is curled up, and you instinctively reach for your knife, but something inside holds you back. You watch for a few minutes, and see a gorilla approach the creature. It seems tiny by comparison. It walks mostly upright, holding something in one of its arms. You peer closer, and see a baby, eerily still. You stare in amazement as the large creature, scales shimmering in the silver light, reaches a claw to the baby gorilla, and a bright light emanates from the tip of its claw, leaves it, and enters the limb body. The moment passes, and the body seems to regain some of its lost warmth, and then it starts to move again, and the silver dragon seems to be looking right at you as you watch this miracle unfold. Keepers of the Monster Guild, a fantasy folklore dive into your popular creatures from your tabletop RPG games. Uh, my name is, in fact, Cole. I use whatever pronouns you prefer. Most people use he, him. And today we are talking about silver dragons. Matcha. So excited to talk about them. Hi, I'm Matcha Mello. I am another one of the keepers of this beautiful Monsters Guild. That was a weird way to say that, but that's how we're introducing ourselves today. Um but yeah, I don't know a lot about Silver Dragon, so I'm excited to learn more. Honestly, I don't know a lot about any dragons. So <laughs> rather than rather than our whole episode that yeah. we covered the about we dragons. Have, <laughs> a basic uh, episode we recorded that gives you a good like overview of dragons as a whole. Mm. But there are still plenty to talk about for each individual one. And uh, we're back to season two now. Let's go. Let's go. We did it. We, Proud of us. We uh we, we had a break and we said, hey, we're, we're ready to go again. We're going starting strong with dragons. 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 Uh, <laughs> I love, I've always had a fascination with dragons. Uh, some might say unhealthy. I say perfectly reasonable for a kid trying to escape reality. Mood. Honestly, but, mood. Yeah, so uh, I, I love dragons. I love all of them. They're great. They're cute. They're cuddly. They're terrifying and fierce. And, uh, they, you know, you just got to know when, 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 uh, which ones are good or not. And, uh, <laughs> we're I'm just stuck in my head when you were going through the acronyms and me and my head said, just shouting and sexy. No, <laughs> please do not the dragon. <laughs> I don't even think they're sexy. So I don't know why that like intrusive thought it's... was just hammering in my head and sexy. Yeah. It's because you guys literally recorded fourth wing last night in the episode about that book. <laughs> <laughs> sorry silver dragons uh is a dragon whose primary color is uh silver if you can believe it or not shocking to wild be uh they have silver scales they have like you know like how eels or like some like long fit like those like wiggly fish will have like that weird spine that goes across their entire body yeah yeah they got one of those oh um and they also have like thin ish type thing under their chin that look, looks like kind of like a beard 
they're very like a little bearded dragon yeah they're really kind of goofy to look at honestly but they have uh yeah so they have those and like that will be like silverish but like can be thick purple towards the end of it uh they got two long smooth horns with black tips going like voomp around their head mm-hmm. from their forehead to like the back of their head uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah i pulled up a photo for myself yeah and uh they're also said to smell like rain a little bit that's cool yeah like all dragons they have strong innate magic with them and it affects the world around them to the point where their layers will be shaped over time to due to the dragon's influence uh for silver for silver dragons that shows up in like really cold temperatures uh more like clouds and condensing a fog stuff like that um there's even some that like if they are if their layer is really high up like the bottom of their layer could act as like a buoy for non-evil creatures like they don't just go splat at the ground they just like slowly fall oh weird yeah it's uh magic is really strange and especially like dragons can kind of do whatever the fuck they want with it to, to a certain point. Um, they are also sometimes referred to as shield dragons because they are seen as like these dragons of virtue. Hmm. Uh, so what's the alignment on these typically? Typically they are, I should pull it up real quick. Lawful good. Yeah, I was, I was about to say probably lawful good, but mm-hmm. yeah, lawful good. Uh, okay. Most of the most of the uh, metallic dragons are good in some ways. Uh, the silver dragons don't necessarily go out and like go out to defeat evil. But if they happen to see it or if like somebody comes and asks for help, they will help mm-hmm. out. But they don't actively seek it out, per se. OK, so it's more like a request sort of they'll give you a boon. Yeah, sort of. vibe. got it. Uh, they are considered they are said to be the friendliest and most social of the metallic dragons. And silver dragons cheerfully assist good creatures in need. Oh, that was why the gorilla. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. They enjoy the companionship of intelligent people, uh, particularly when those folks have no idea of the dragon's tr- true identity. And they will associate just with just about any creature, though, uh, though they have to be convinced that that creature has good intentions or could be convinced to change their ways. Okay. They have of, to see the good in people to, to yeah. want to work with them. That's cute. It's kind of like the blink aspect that. where like they are, they have their alignment and they're sticking with it. Yep. They aren't going to sway from it. You're not going to convince them to go evil. They're going to convince you to go good. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they will spend a lot of their time just kind of like hiding out as humans and just like living among humans or dwarves mm. or elves or whatever. Although they particularly enjoy being around humans because humans have such a short lifespan that they, that they find it like interesting huh. because like the, the dragons see things in terms of like years and eons, whereas humans see things in terms of like a day or an hour. Mm. And so like, if you have a good combination of the two, it could be really fun. Yeah. They're entertaining if nothing else, because Truly. of their short lifespans. Interesting. Uh, so they can shape shift then essentially into yes. like human forms and stuff. Okay. Yep. Do they tend to be humans or do they tend to be more like, Dragonborn. Um, it would depend on whatever society they're near. It, I okay. would assume they could just kind of go with whatever, like the majority is. They want to blend in. Mm-hmm. It goes with like them liking people not knowing that they are in fact dragons. Yeah. So I mentioned earlier that they're dragons of virtue. They believe that living a moral life involves doing good deeds and ensuring one's actions cause no undeserved harm to other sentient beings. 
Uh, and like I said, they don't really root out evil, but like you got to be good around them. Mm -hmm. They spend a lot of times around humans. They do have like clans of other silver dragons, but uh, they like they are known to spend as much time in their humanoid form as they are in like a dragon form. Mm. Uh, silver dragons will often take benign personas such as like an old sage or a young wanderer and often has mortal companions that it considers like close friends. Mm. That's cute. That's and very... they probably don't even they probably don't even know it's a dragon. They're just like, I really like Bill. That's very <laughs> cute. And now it's the sad fact. Um, okay. Dragons have to like spend time away from humans on a regular basis to do stuff like mating, hunting, making sure that their like layer is taken care of. And sometimes mm -hmm. they'll be away for a lot longer than they expect because they don't really think about day to days. Uh, so because they lose track of time, sometimes they'll away, they'll, they might return and find that their companions have like, grown old or died. So oh, sometimes no. silver dragons will befriend, uh, befriend like generations of a single family. Oh. And I saw that and I immediately told Beagle, like, oh, my God, they see us like puppies. Oh no, this is my generational family. I always adopt up from the same family. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. That's for them. Now I'm over here thinking of a silver dragon, like human breeder. <laughs> <laughs> I really want my next run to be more like loyal. So let's find someone else who's loyal. <laughs> These are my fighting humans. I don't intermix with my breeding humans. <laughs> Ew. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible, though. It's Great. hilarious. I love it. Yeah. So they, they, that's, uh, they interact with the humans a lot. They make their layers up in like very high mountaintops above the clouds or sometimes even out of clouds. Uh, oh. Very often they are doing this in competition with other dragons who want that same type of uh, like high area. Most often it's mm -hmm. with other with like red dragons. So there is this like natural beef between silver and red dragons. Um, however, whereas like red dragons just like being really high up because they want to be really high up. Silver dragons want to have their layer high up because they know that humanoids expect dragons to have high up layers. And so that's what they do because the humans expect it. <laughs> they're a little bit more intelligent than the red dragons, it feels like. Literally, it, it feels like they're doing it because they want to get a good, dra a good grade at dragoning. <laughs> So, same though same most normal to want and possible to achieve <laughs> like humans expect us to be that. high up so i'm gonna make my layer out of clouds itself can't get any higher than that you like that humans <laughs> yeah we love it thanks <laughs> they're so adorable and dumb and i love them so much oh i love it i love it they're just trying to be besties they're so cute they're so cute um <laughs> For their hoard, while they will collect stuff like gold and whatever, their most valuable possessions are mementos from people that they've interacted with. Oh, right. that being so cute. God damn it. Whether they are like sentimental gifts that are worthless to anyone else or like recipients of medals or like a, from a grateful monarch, they just, they want like the symbols that represent like the time they spent with humans. I love them so much. They're so These are perfect. cute. This was a painting that my bestie made for me. Literally. Prize possession. Truly, like, sometimes <laughs> they'll have collections of portraits that they've commissioned over Central East to, like, chronicle ongoing changes. Uh, in some cases, the portraits are, like, the most prized possessions. Uh, otherwise, they'll do, like, other things they might like are, like, uh, diamonds 
for other like gems that like complement their colors, like uh turquoise, malachite sapphires, uh, or ornamental weapons or examples of like technology in the world. Interesting. So they like to document like the changes of the world that they're very sentimental people. I love that so they're much. So... We need more sentimental dragons. <laughs> they're so cute. Um that not like they they do they are they are still fearsome though. Like they have uh-huh. a cold breath weapon where it's like a icy cone that if you don't succeed the saving throw, you could freeze. And also a paralyzing yeah. breath where you will be paralyzed for a minute. If you feel that one. So they don't are mess still, with them. Don't don't upset them. Yeah, they are still terrifying. But also yeah. they're so cute. Just don't mess with them. If you mess with these guys, you're a monster. You're the villain. <laughs> you're the bad guy. Uh, yeah, they are very magical. They are able to... There's nothing in the stat block that says that they have like innate spell casting, but just give your dragon spells. Please. Just like they make that little it. change. Give your dragon spells. If they are magical enough to affect the world around them, mm-hmm. they're magical enough to be able to cast like ice knife or something like that. Yeah. Though so I do like the idea of them just not having like direct spells but it's more just like an aura around them that through time shifts i think that's kind of a cool concept where it's like sure i can't cast ice knife but give me enough time in my magical coalesce into the perfect cloud layer (laughs) just through proximity of my amazingness (laughs) yeah um that is all i specifically wanted to mention do you have questions about anything else um oh gosh you know, I should prepare that. Uh, I think, like, apparently it can cost, cast a fog cloud. I'm reading. The layer can. The layer can. Okay. Yeah. So there are okay. layer actions. for the. Like, that's why I said, like, the layer itself shapes around. Uh, there are layer um, actions and regional actions. Or regional okay. effects that come from wherever the layer's at. The layer can create, a, can, I guess, the layer, the fog cloud is part of the layer action. So, like, the dragon is casting it. But. Okay. Uh, like you can have fog come in their layer. You can have blistering cold winds go pass through it. You can have uh, controlled weather around their layer. Um, mm-hmm. So original effects has given days or longer to work. Dragons can make clouds or f- clouds and fog within its layer as solid as stone, forming structures with the cl- with the clouds. So cool, though. It is. That's so neat. So if you were to incorporate a silver dragon into a D&D campaign, what do you think would be a fun way to do that? Like if a DM is thinking about including one. I think like for someone that wants to be around humans as much, having them be like a merchant. I think a merchant mm-hmm. would be a very fun way for them to a get just get a bunch of like weird trinkets to bring back to their place. Mm-hmm. And be also just like kind of like have an excuse to know and not always necessarily be around. Mm-hmm. No, but, I like that. But I don't think anyone's going to like really realize if a wandering merchant it looks the same 500 years later Mm-mm. i like the idea of them being a scholar like a traveling scholar mm. just collecting you know historical things about humans and trying to gather stories from humans i think Absolutely. that sounds really cute maybe he has a different pen name every century <laughs> <laughs> i'm william shakespeare i don't Ugh. know why i went there sorry i'll move on <laughs> 
What was like the most surprising fact to you during your research? Like how ingrained they are willing to become with civilization. Because like when I think of dragons, I kind of think of solitary, isolated creatures. But these not only are friendly with other silver dragons, they also liked hanging around humans and mm -hmm. elves and dwarves. And like seeing that minutia of the day to day is interesting. Mm -hmm. It's not a common aspect that I know of with dragons. So it was really cool to hear about that for sure. One more question. Oh, yeah. How do they, like, act with other silver dragons? Like, do they, do they tend to be more solitary when it comes to other dragons? Or do they have, like, a mate for life? Or This besties? is where it kind of breaks, like, <laughs> addition by addition is a bit different. Um, mm -hmm. Some have said that they, like, have strong, like, clan-like family bonds with their silver dragons. Others, it's more like they'll meet up for mating, and that's kind of mm -hmm. it. Uh, okay. Very rarely are they antagonistic. They're but, lawful good. Yeah. I mean. It's it's rare that they'd be fighting each other ever. Uh, but for the most mm -hmm. part, it seems like they are either like a very close family or it's like uh neutral towards them. Yeah. What about other dragon types? I don't know if you had time to do research on that, but do they have like one type they really dislike or the, other the red dragons? They really enjoy? Yeah, because they're they're fighting for territory. The, yeah, the red dragons are all I, I think I think red dragons are chaotic evil as well i could be wrong on that that sound that sounds um, right i can double check it but so like they are opposites both in like alignment and like personality and also like they're trying to share the same layer and they, they want to fight mm -hmm. each other so they are they're at ends with the red dragons more but the, they will fight anything that they see as evil okay is it on sight sort of thing <laughs> kind of like the blink dogs or is it more like just if they fuck with you like with the dragon i feel like that would be more like dm's discretion and like each individual dragon probably has their own yeah that's true like one's a paladin sort of vibe where they're going to fight every evil they yeah. see and then the others are just like if you mess with me i'll mess with you could also be something that's like as they age they go from fighting immediately mm. the moment they see it to being like more thoughtful and more planned out yeah no i like that idea like the older the wiser they are do we know what like the kind of average lifespan of a silver dragon is yeah four thousand five hundred years that's very specific yeah uh but also like an average lifespan could be could mean anything still like they it could be that a lot die at childbirth and then there's some that live mm -hmm. for eons kind of like how humans yeah. are average lifespan in the medieval times was 30 but that's because you have so many people die before the age of two mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense is there any and this sounds awful after we learned everything wonderful about these dragons is there any like resources that people would be gathering from silver dragons typically that would make them more hunted or like valuable alchemically i mean everything about a dragon can be used in some way mm -hmm. and there's no reason that like a silver dragon would be any more or less effective necessarily than any other ones so like i mm -hmm. guess if you really want like a very strong like cold resist potion you might go hunt one but at that point go hunt a white dragon because those are evil yeah Pick a better one, please. Yeah. Leave the silver dragons alone, you monster. <laughs> like maybe if you're like, maybe if you're playing a Lich King and you want to just get rid yeah. of kill all the bad kill all the good things. All the bad things in your eyes, all yeah. the good things in literally everyone else's eyes. <laughs> but like typically there is just better alternatives for people to be hunting them for. 
or like to hunt for uh also yeah. like less dangerous it's a lot easier to go kill some other thing that will give like help you out with cold resistance than it would be a ice dragon yeah they're the the potion you get out of that is probably not going to be worth the lives that you will spend truly that potion <laughs> unless you really need that cold potion don't do it yeah dragons are terrifying and i just w i would be hesitant to fuck with any of them let alone mm -hmm. a good one yeah don't mess with the good ones you can mess with bad ones if you want to but like do that at your own discretion and your own death probably yeah, absolutely <laughs> I think that's all the questions I have. So unless you have anything else, I have a silly little game for us. Hello. Thank you all for listening. I'm so excited to be back for season two. Before we get into this quiz, I just wanted to pop in and talk about some stuff really quick. The biggest being that we now have a community Discord. The link is in the episode description, and it's entirely free to join. So come in, say hi, and feel free to talk about your favorite uh, tabletop moments, you know? Other than that, uh, you know, make sure you're always subscribed with us, share us with your friends, because word of mouth is always the best way to help us grow. And if you're interested in taking the quiz that we are about to take yourself, and telling us what you got, I'll make sure to include the link for that in the episode description as well. Thank you very much, and now we'll go back to the show. Okay, what's our silly little game today before we go into making one, making an NPC? Okay. Okay. So I want to do, I found this and I was looking for one for dragons, but every single dragon one was so freaking cringy. So this is a quiz, a 14 question quiz about what D&D class you are. So I'm going to read you the questions okay. and the answers and you pick and we'll figure out what class you are. I did this earlier and I'm a bard to no one's surprise because I am a, an art person wild so i'll read the questions and answers and you tell me which one is 14 questions they're all pretty short from what i remember from this morning so do you consider yourself to be more one imaginative and abstract two grounded and practical or three a little bit of both so here's the thing my media <laughs> yes. thought was very logical but no that's not true it's a little bit of both <laughs> okay so we'll go with that one when you find yourself in a tricky situation, what do you rely on? One, your determination. Two, your skills. Three, your intuition. Four, your wits and natural charm. Or five, your mind. Three of those feel like the same answer. Do they? In intuition, wits, and mind feel like all the exact same. I feel like they're a little different. Like semantically but... different. But I don't know. Um, can you read the options again? <laughs> One, determination, two, skills, three, intuition, four, wits and charm, five, mind. Probably mind. Okay. It's not determination. I give up very quickly. Fair enough. This one has a lot of or answers, so bear with me. I'm going to send you a screenshot, but I will still read them all out loud, just because I feel like you'll get distracted when I'm reading them. Probably. <laughs> What do you want most out of life? One, to become the best version of yourself. Two, to create or invent something incredible. Three, to help as many people as you can. 
Four, to always keep learning new things. Five, to end up in a better place than where you started. Six, to express yourself. Seven, to protect the people I care most about. Eight, I'm counting, to finally find some peace and quiet. Or eight, to live in harmony with the world around me. You said eight twice, but that's fine. Nine, sorry. <laughs> I was, I'm not very good at counting. I was catching myself already tripping up in advance. <laughs> um, I, I know myself. It goes above eight and I can't count. <laughs> I'm going to go with to keep to always keep learning new things. I love learning new things. Hence this podcast. The podcast. I'm going to send you a screenshot of every single one of That's these. That's perfectly fine. I will keep reading them. What do you spend the most time thinking about? One, what is? Two, what could be? Three, what should be? Or four, what I want? What should be? Okay, next one. What inspires you? Nature? Stories, art, or music, my role models, myself, competition, my emotions, my goals, technology, academia, my ideas or belief, or cash money. <laughs> this, more than anything, is the most blatant, what is your favorite color bullshit. Like, do you want to be the druid? Donate her. Do you want to be the artificer? Choose technology. Do you want that thief? Take that cash money, yo. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, what there has to be a one. What inspires me? That implies that I get inspired. <laughs> uh, hey, none of the above. <laughs> role, uh, uh, realistically, role models, because like there are many times where I see people that like I aspire to be doing something like, oh, I can do that too. I I understand that. I definitely put stories are in music because I am like the biggest reader that True. I know. So, but I, I definitely get the role models one too. What do you tend to do the most? Prepare, make plans, improvise, react in the moment, or it really depends on the situation. Improvise. Yeah, I know. That's actually, oh. <laughs> oh, no, I already went. I can't I mean, go back. Fine. It's too like, late. Just like, like, I try to plan, but my plans never work. So it's always end up improvising. Mood, mood. Okay, question seven of 14. So we're about halfway. All right. How far will you go in pursuit of your goal? I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do as much as possible, but there are certain lines I refuse to cross. I'll do what I can, but at a certain point, you have to step back and consider if it's still even worth it. Or I'll try my best. I'll try my best. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> there's not a, I'm not someone who's going to like single hand, single mindedly, determinedly follow down a single path. It's like, mm -hmm. I'll do what I can. I was... I was very much so like, I'll do it to a point, but then if it becomes too much work, I'm going to go think about it yeah, again. <laughs> literally. I, I know myself. I'm just like, no. <laughs> what do you do when something goes wrong? Switch, switch tactics to one of my numerous backup plans, like Steris. That's a very obscure reference, so don't mind me. <laughs> Is Mistborn um, Era 2 that obscure? I don't know. <laughs> very. I know a lot of people who haven't read it, so. I don't know. Anecdotally, it's obscure. Two, keeping, keep doing the same thing as before, but try harder this time. Three, take a moment to step back and contemplate the situation. Four, try something risky and a little creative. Five, ask someone else for help. Or six, cut my losses and move on. This is very much like a, it fucking depends on the situation, yo. I know, I know. Something going wrong could mean so many things. And like, for the most part... I'm, if it's something that needs to get done, I'll ask somebody for help. But like, otherwise, if it's just like a, 
I'm learning to skill and I can't fucking figure it out. I'm cutting my losses and moving on. So one of the last two. One. You have to pick one. I can't pick for you. Um, I don't have a. I do have a coin. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Heads were cutting my losses. Tails were moving on. Wait, those are the same thing. Heads were asking for help. Tails were moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. We're moving on. Cutting our losses. Moving on. <laughs> Which is what you said twice. So yep. I knew it was going to be that one. <laughs> Choose a dream job. There's, I have to do two. Whichever one shots. is just like nature. Just pick which, pick that one. Just let me be a druid here. <laughs> Those are your. Oh options. no, actually, no. The first one. I give. I don't care anything else. The first one. <laughs> the first one because I'm not reading all fourteen of these. The first one is professional Nazi face puncher. Which yeah. I'm not yeah. reading anything else. That one. That one, okay. <laughs> if I can get paid to punch people in the face, absolutely. I know that's the yeah. paladin answer, okay? I understand morally <laughs> and, like, from D&D, that is the paladin. However, that's However, great. If I could get paid to punch people, absolutely. Is the correct answer. How do you learn the best? By doing, by studying, by having someone guide you through it, by taking breaks to reflect on what you're learning, by associating what I'm trying to learn with a particular song or piece of media, by finding a personal connection with the material, or I don't necessarily learn so much as I zone out and then get really creative with guesswork when it comes time for the test. Uh, it's the last one. <laughs> it's, it's not. Growing, uh, going in school, I, never, I was one of those kids that like, never had to study, so I never like learned how to study. Uh, yeah. I was one of those people like, like, as long as the teacher explained it once, I'm fucking good. Because like, mm -hmm. up to high school, nothing is really that terribly hard. Yeah, no, um, I get that. However, after high school, and I had to like, figure out how to actually learn things when I was in the military, uh, I learned, I realized I'd learn best by having like somebody help me with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. But having someone guide me through and like walk me through stuff for stuff I don't understand yeah. very good. Yeah, I get that. Next question is, what would you... What would make you the happiest? Cash money. Cash money. <laughs> the people I love telling me how much they care about me. Finally succeeding at a goal I set for myself. Taking a break from it all to go sit in the sun, smell some flowers, or listen to the birds. Winning. <laughs> Knowing that I successfully helped someone through a tough time. Finally understanding something I'd been struggling to grasp. Successfully defending my friends from bullies or attackers. Or getting something that I really wanted. Uh, the people telling me how much they love me. Because I'm a narcissist. <laughs> you aren't a narcissist. It's perfectly normal to enjoy people telling that you enjoy their company. No, but I'm a narcissist. I enjoy, it. I enjoy your company, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matcha. You are right. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Choose to protect, explore, create, help, seek. Grow or balance? Uh, create and grow. You get one. You said choose two. <laughs> choose two, like you choose to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, T-O, <laughs> not T-W-O. <laughs> um, create, help, seek, grow, balance. Uh, creating's fun. Let's go with create. Okay. Underneath it, it says, please, answers, please choose one. <laughs> <laughs> they should just they should have just changed the question to choose one yeah pretty much okay i prefer to solve problems ignore problems 
understand the root cause of the problems or create problems. The, uh, <laughs> the egocentrical performer in me wants to choose create the funny problems. answer. <laughs> I know. I want to choose a funny, but I know it's not true. It's solve problems. Yeah. People come to me not even like having a problem and I'll be like, here's the answer to your non-problem. I know you just want me to listen to you, but I have an answer for you. Yeah. I know you're just venting Same. to me, but here's how you solve this. I considered just not dealing with it. Yeah. Talk. Use your communication skills, you silly idiot. <laughs> <Sort Really? of. laughs> I hate how this question is worded. What is inside of you? That dragon from fourth wing. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that uh, inseminated the yeah. students earlier. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> Fire, light, potential, curiosity, peace, glitter, hunger for something more. The 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 jump between those two couldn't be much more. What fucking class is Bard? Glitter is Bard. One hundred percent. Hunger for something more. Pure concentrated rage. Okay, barbarian. <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears. Fighter. Or a, a soul that yearns to be wild and free. Hashtag druid life. But that too. I think I think warlocks keep a few souls inside of them. <laughs> Just a couple. <laughs> um, out of those options, curiosity. I like learning. Okay. I feel like we need an artificer, and I'm not gonna be terribly happy about it. You got artificer. <laughs> That tracks. Well, you said it. I switched it. You're a logical person who wants to understand how the world works, and more importantly, how you can make it better. You're a creative, out-of-the-box thinker who may be good at working with your hands. You're the type of person who will take apart the clock to figure out how it works. You're fascinated by the idea of what could be, but you're also grand enough to be aware of your limits. I'm Sam Mazer. <laughs> no! He's an asshole right now. <laughs> like, no. I'm still mad at him after today. Uh, Artificers are fun. They are magical engineers, and that's pretty badass. Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't want an artificer in their party? Um, Make me a cool tool. Thanks. Yeah, that's fun. It was a little bit longer of a quiz than I remembered, but I, I didn't read it out loud when yeah. I was doing it. Quizzes become a lot longer when you're going question by question out loud to somebody. Yeah, I learned that. Anyway, that's that's all I had. That's great. Uh, now, learning what we uh, le have learned about Silver Dragons today, let's come up with making a, one for a campaign. Okay. So, do we want to start with birth plane like we have previously during our bonus episode, or? Might as well. Might sure. as well. Need yeah, uh, I... D10s and D8s. Give me a D10 roll for the birth plane. Two. Two. So we're going to make a silver dragon that was born in the Feywild. That's terrifying. That's so fun. <laughs> it is. <laughs> a silver dragon that, like, its idea of humanity comes from fairies and sprites. <laughs> what could go wrong? That's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> Oh, that's so fun. He's going to be the most chaotic energy, and I'm so excited for him already. And if you ever, like, make it the human world, if he ever goes to, the, like, the, the material plane, there's already huge time discrepancies from just the Feywild to the material plane. And, you know, I have a dragon, that's going to be fun. 
Okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> Let's uh, roll me a d10 for their personality then. Uh, that's a six. A six. So this is a impulsive silver dragon from the Feywild we've made. So an impulsive silver dragon from the Feywild. This is Perfect. fun. Um, <laughs> this is so great. Do we think what? Do you think what goals would this have? We can roll for it if you want to find one randomly, but like. I mean, I'm kind of enjoying the rolling for it. Sure. That's a D10 then. Okay. It's a fun way to make characters a five. Five. So it wants fame. It wants to be famous. <laughs> we have an impulsive <laughs> silver dragon from the Feywild who is yearning for fame. This dragon? Influencer dragon. We have a TikTok influencer dragon. <laughs> oh, God. This is great. Oh, so you know its appearance is going to be, like, covered in a bunch of just, like, so, like it's going to be very prominent features, like tattoos or something that's going to make it stand out. I imagine, like, it's trinkets, you know, how they collect all those, like, beautiful, personal, sentimental belongings. Everyone gives this dragon jewelry. Like, companies send it PR boxes of jewelry to put on its scale so it shimmers even more. <laughs> it's... It takes, it takes advertisements and then never stops wearing any of them. <laughs> a human gave me this. <laughs> Thank you. You give it a ring and it's still on its finger 20,000 years later. Every, every finger oh, is decked out. That's... And it's like little beard thing. It has like all these necklaces hanging from it. So it like jingles and jangles when it switches its head. <laughs> oh, that's so awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I think a pretty good flaw for it is uh, addiction, then. <laughs> it, it never gets tired of them PR boxes. <laughs> it hoards everything and it wants more. Its lair just needs to keep getting bigger and bigger. More clouds <laughs> need to be in, like, put into this lair. Oh. <laughs> oh, we've already covered a job, which is entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> I found a really good name for this dragon. Absolutely, give it to me. Lunalia White Gust. Lunalia White Gust. I love this. Okay. <laughs> um, any special skills or hobbies we want to give Lunalia White Gust? There a role for this one? There, yeah, we have roles for these. These would be D8s for both of them. Okay, I'm going to do one of those. I got a seven. Okay. Uh, so that's a special skill, and that would be mind reading. <laughs> It knows exactly what the audience wants. Also knows like exactly people are lying and being two-faced to it. Oh. And then it makes it makes rage videos about those rude humans. And actually, uh, there is a hobby here that I think works fine, and that's just fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's <laughs> so we have Lunalia, what was it? White Gust. Lunalia White Gust. Maybe a, it should be Silver Gust. Sure, Silver Gust. Lunalia Silver fun. Gust. A impulsive, fame-seeking silver dragon from the Feywild. Hell-bent on becoming the most famous person they can, covered in jewelry and fashion. <laughs> wanting to be an entertainer and an icon for the world. How would you introduce this into your campaign, Matcha? <laughs> 
So we take the the artificer we just found out we have at our party. Oh, you're putting me into this party, okay? <laughs> yeah. And the artificer is like, well, like Lunalia comes up to you, and they're like, I need a way to like become famous, and you, being the artificer you are, you make fantasy TikTok for Lunalia. Oh, and and Lunalia becomes the first influencer ever. Um, and so I think like. They were just hanging out as a normal human who had like incredible fashion taste and they 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 approach you with this proposition essentially. So in this world, you're saying an artificer has created the internet specifically yeah. for Lunalia Silvergust. I mean, I would if Lunalia approached me. <laughs> I <don't hate> you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> I'm a bard, right? Yeah, <laughs> That's this what is we great. Now, so. <laughs> this is beautiful. This is no no. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do advertisement for our fantasy TikTok. That's wonderful. All right. So. What would fantasy TikTok be called? Time out. This is important. Uh, yik yak. It would be Lunal. Yik yak. But that's, no, that's a whole other app, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not great with names. Me neither. Uh, it took us how long to come up with our broadcasting? And even then, it's not the best. <laughs> It, it it does the job. Yep. Literally. Kind of. <laughs> uh, if you guys have a f- name that fantasy TikTok should be called, let us know. Yeah. Or if you use Ludalia in your campaign, please tell us all of all of your adventures with Ludalia. Or like other silver dragons that from your campaign, fucking join our Discord, tell us about it. We love hearing stories. Uh thank you guys for listening. If you like I said, if you uh want to join our community Discord, it's in the links below in the episode description. Share us with friends, family members, coworkers. Leave us reviews. Listen to Machas and I's other podcast, uh, ADHD Book Club podcast, where we're currently talking about tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And Macha just made me read the most devastating section of the book ever. I was crying before this episode. Don't mind me. And now we're laughing and crying. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and if you want to become a keeper of the Monster Guild, hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Bye. Keepers of the Monster Guild is created by Cole Driscoll and Machamello. It is edited by Cole, and our intro music was created by April O. Links for everything are in the episode description. And remember to always be honorable. Bye.